Hello and welcome back to the Encounter Mercy podcast. It's been a long time. Too long. Uh, we've kind of taken a hiatus, as uh, some of you have known, uh, over the last couple months. Um, but we are back and uh, a little bit of a revamp here. So if you're listening uh, with, by, with the, uh, just the audio as usual, um, you will miss out that we, uh, we do have a video portion now. Uh, so we are going to be posting on YouTube and on our Facebook page. We have a studio in the basement of St. Jude the Apostle Church in Erie, Pennsylvania. So i um, got to uh, thank Father Dennis for letting us uh, do this. But uh, we're back, so it's been a long time, guys. Way too long, you know. It's good that we're together now at the beginning of Lent. Glad that we are able to get together, especially with you, our viewers and listeners, uh, that we can start this journey off together, you know, because this is going to be important, but really glad to be able to be yeah. physically present with you all. You know, we were doing, because of COVID and time schedules, etc., trying to do it over the internet and that I don't just don't think that really sufficed or it wasn't the best. We didn't put our best effort. So we're glad to be back and be able to uh, start again. I don't know if I like the ink color. Now I see a lot of flaws. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go back with this audio. <laughs> um, yeah, we're happy to be here. This is, we want to get things kicked off with the, the, the Lenten series and do the series for everyone. Um, it's so important that we take time during this, um, season and kind of renew and for us new studio and and uh, kind of look at a faith in a new way so yes absolutely um so we have some pretty cool things behind us if you want to head over to our facebook page or even our our youtube channel um you want to tell us about this amp it's my dad's amp that's been my in my family since my grandfather so every like my dad used to like my dad's a really good guitar player and he used to play out with it so it just looked very cool very manly so uh <laughs> that we put it in i think that's a great addition to our our studio here you know so we have this great amp behind me i'm glad that we have that and then of course saint jude the patron of this church that we are in and of course i think patron for all of us you know hopeless lost cases and so i think it's a very apropos a saint to have here there, yeah so and of course can't go anywhere without our guitar now, Vince, is that your guitar? That's not my guitar. That's not your guitar. That's Jesse's guitar. guitar. My, my, my Les Paul Gibson. That's I, awesome. Yes. <laughs> Good to have that there. So we're really excited to be a part of our studio here, uh, and we're glad to have you be here with us as well. Absolutely. But as we were talking at the beginning of our episode, we were talking a little bit about Lent and the purposes of Lent and, and why we do the things we do. Um, you know, we come into this season with great hope sometimes, and I think we all, at times, uh, myself included, will spend some time trying to discern what it is that I'm going to do for Lent or give up for Lent or have some sort of plan or purpose to it. And, you know, it's just like a few weeks ago when we were planning our uh, New Year's resolutions, um, two weeks in and they're already shot, right? So the hope is that with our Lenten resolutions, we won't give up as quickly. Yeah. So yeah, happy Ash Wednesday, everybody. Um, we are going to be doing over the course of Lent. Every week, we're going to come out with a, uh, a new podcast on Lent, a different topic for every week. So I encourage you, if you are not already subscribed, to please <clears throat> subscribe so that you can listen and hear what we have to say about Lent. Um, not that we're masters or anything like not that, but... Hey, we, we come up with some good ideas, I think, every once in a while. Well, Lent's so rich. Lent has, you know, we can talk about prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and it's really a time, and like I said, we do all this stuff for Lent, and we're like, okay, come Easter, wait a minute, I, I, I want to go back to that. The whole idea of Lent is growing, and every day um, kind of chiseling away, making that masterpiece, 
and uh, growing as a Catholic, you know, for us Catholic men, but also just overall Christian, um, growing closer. We have a lot of obstacles in our way. So Lent is really about stripping down of all of that and implementing that in our daily lives after the season's over. So there's a beauty there. I think this is a good season to kick off with. I think it's extremely important, too, as we talk about Lent, that we recognize where we begin our Lenten sacrifice. And so, um, you know, in the old church, in the pre-Vatican II church, uh, we had this time of preparation before Lent. The weeks after Christmas until we got to Lent, there was this pre-Lenten celebration, this pre-Lenten fast. It usually would start with the celebration of um, a Candlemas, which of course is the presentation of the Lord in the temple. And so from February 2nd until the beginning of Lent, we spent that time of preparation to prepare, right? So in, in our church, we constantly have seasons of preparation, seasons of time to prepare our heart for what's coming. And so we had this time of preparation with Advent for Christmas. We have a time of preparation before Lent so that we are ready to sacrifice and give of ourselves. And then we have this time of Lent to prepare our hearts for Easter. And so as we begin this season of preparation in Lent, we look to our celebration of Ash Wednesday. And often we think, what's the purpose of ashes? Or, you know, maybe we can also remember where in Scripture we hear about it. Well, one of the places is, of course, Job. And if we remember the story of Job, he had a very tough life right? He lost his everything. He lost his wife. He lost his children. He lost his house. He lost everything. And yet he continued to trust in the Lord. And so at the very end of Job, we hear from chapter 42, verse 6, therefore I disown what I have said and repent and repent. So Job, of course, had at points in his life, did he, he did question God and did, uh, you know, put out there like, why is God doing this to me? What's going on? And so he recognized his mistakes, his failures, and he repented. And he didn't just repent, he repented in dust and ashes. Now, we also hear, and it's kind of funny, I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to the gospel reading we hear on Ash Wednesday, it's kind of comical what uh, we hear because Jesus says, do not be like the hypocrites. Do not be like the hypocrites who walk around with the ashes on their face and the uh, sackcloth uh, rather, sacrifice in the quiet of your heart, right? Do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing, vice versa. It's the whole idea that when we sacrifice, we are able to um, give to the Lord so that the Lord's will might be known. So it seems kind of ironic, like, wait a minute, we're going to have this mass where ashes are placed on our head or on our forehead, depending on uh, where we are, you know, because over in Rome, the tradition is it gets put on the crown of your head. And lately, because of the COVID pandemic, we sprinkle it on the crown of the head right now. And so with this celebration, why would we put ashes on our head if Jesus said not? What do you think? What, any ideas? I, uh, well, first of all, I want to ask, are you are you one of those people who put the heavy ash when you normally did it? or? Well, you know, I'm trying <laughs> to remember now. You do a little one. And so <laughs> I had two years. No, wait a minute. I think I only had one year as a priest with Ash Wednesday yeah. because 2019 was my first year as a priest when I was Ash Wednesday. 2020, of course, yeah. we yeah. never... Yeah, we... Or well, did we? I think we did the crowd I stuff. think we did, yeah. And then, so most of my time has uh, been the sprinkling. Yeah. You know, so the one time I did it, in the morning, the first Mass, yeah, absolutely. It, it was the perfect heavy, cross. Heavy, and and nice there was a one. gentleman came up 
and he had a bald head, and so I went and I went to the middle of his head, and I went all the way down, and I made sure it was nice and big, you know. I've seen all types. Yeah, my favorites are, you know, because there's that that graphic, and we'll make sure to pull the graphic up on our website and and on uh, social media of like the smudge cross, yeah, yeah, the perfect right, little right, cross. Yeah. The, so it, it all depends. I, I think honestly, it's neat because I I love going like out to McDonald's for lunch, and I see. Oh, there's other Catholics. It kind of, I know it's you know we're we're proclaiming one thing in the gospel, but I I find it's neat to see other people in this walk who you know I see in the normal day. Like, wait a minute, I didn't know you're Catholic. That's awesome. Like that, it's kind of a nice marker for me yeah. personally. Yeah. No, and I think it's a good thing too. You know, I think it's yeah, a good totally thing. Agree. But um, at the same time, I, I I get what Jesus is saying. Like, we gotta show off. What's the point of doing it? You know, and and the point, of course, is that we can proclaim His name. To everyone that we meet, so I think honestly, um, you know, looking at the ashes, but there's a church history to us as well, and that's something you know we we have we have scripture, but we also have tradition in the church. Um, it goes all the way back um, to um, the church father who just got made a doctor of the church, that's right? Number um, thirty-seven, and um, it wrote, we can trace Lent back to like one thirty A.D. And it was, it was, they were talking about fasting, they were talking about um, giving of alms, uh, going to church, being part of that. The, I guess the official church teaching of, of, of Lent was kind of the Council of Nicaea. Um, so I guess that was the official declaration of this is happening, this is important. But we see a tradition of giving alms, fasting, deepening of prayer throughout the early church as a season of preparation, maybe not as long as 40. I know 40 is the sacred number. Right. But uh, there is a beauty in that tradition as well we have to talk about when we talk about Lent. So I have a question about um, what is, what's the point of fasting, right? So why can't I just, I know that Jesus died for my sins, why can't I just celebrate that? What sure. Is, what, like what, what does fasting do for us as we go through Lent in preparation for Easter? Uh, honestly, it's it's a way of dying to self. So, and, and we're gonna, I want to do a whole I want to do a whole show on fasting because it's so okay. important. But I think that honestly, when it gets down to it, we when we celebrate, we, we can. There are times for celebration, like Sunday. Sunday is supposed to be a time of celebration, but there needs to be times of discipline where we learn discipline in our lives. And fasting is part of that. You're wanting something. And clearly you're denying it and saying, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to make small sacrifices so we understand what Jesus went through and that we become more disciplined, more disciple-like um, in our walk. So just, you know, gorging ourselves and being um, always in a state of celebration is not healthy. There needs to be these seasons. There needs to be this understanding because that's the, the walk of life to me. Absolutely. Well, and, and the other thing with it is, is that in the Christian life, we are called to become like God, right? And our whole goal is to be with God forever in heaven. And with being in, with God forever in heaven, he said to us he would make us kings and queens. So our goal is to be able to model Jesus to the people that we meet. And so it's not just a celebration of um, our own dying to self, look at me, I'm so great and everything holy. No, it's to follow in the footsteps of Jesus our entire way. And so one of the places that we can easily see that Jesus did this was in the, uh, when he went into the desert, right? And he was tempted in the desert. He went out and he fasted. He fasted and he prayed. And so if we are called to be like Jesus, and if Jesus did this, 
I think it's important that we do that as well, right? So in so dying to self is a good thing, um, you know, because I always joke, um, I love chocolate. You know, I love chocolate. Love, I, I, if I could eat it all day, every day I would, but like I would be so sick to my stomach. Um, I'd be at least 10 feet wider than I am already. Um, so, you know, I joke about, you know, being fat. I, I, I'm not going to hide from it. It's, it's a fact. You just got to look at me like, oh yeah, you, you can lose some weight. You could gain to lose some. Anyway, if I were to eat chocolate all the time, sooner or later, like when you have any food, as my mom calls it a food jag, if you just eat the same food over and over again, number one, it gets boring. Number two, it's not exactly healthy, like with the chocolate. Like I could eat vegetables all the time, but sometimes you gotta have other things in there too. You gotta have water, you gotta have some fruits, you gotta have um, some proteins of some sort. And yes, you can get vegetable proteins, but the point is that it can't just always be the same thing. And so if I were to just gorge myself on what I want, what I want, what I think is important for me, I'm not gonna be able to be healthy, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And so the same idea with fasting, that we fast ourselves from good things. Mm -hmm. There's nothing bad with chocolate, nothing wrong with it, nothing bad with sugar. But when we eat just that, we become a sloth. Mm -hmm. We become just lackadaisical in our life. And so it has to be this even, this even sort of situation. Fasting makes the celebration better. Absolutely. So that's, you know, when we get down to it, you think of like, I'm going to sacrifice all day and then I'm going to sit down with my family, have a, a nice meal. Like it, it makes that time more worthwhile. So I think for me, that's, that's what it's about. What, I mean, as we kind of wrap this up, what, what are you guys doing for lead? What do you, what's your, because this is important that we, we come up with a real thing, you know, not just chocolate. I mean, yeah. chocolate's the cliche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want, we need to do something to draw us closer to God. Um, and then I want to emphasize the point that uh, when we add something good in our lives, um, we need to carve out the time and remove those maybe not so good things or those things that, you know, are numbing us. So if we're going to find real rest, maybe I'm going to add 20 minutes of prayer, where do I find that in my day? So making sure that you're realistic with your Lenten sacrifice is important. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of creative things out there. I've, I've seen over the years, one of the most uh, creative ones, I had a, a youth who um, every day during Lent, she wrote a letter to someone that mattered to her. And she kept those letters, and the week after Easter, she gave those letters to every one of those people, just letting them know what they meant to her in her life. Like this, that was a sacrifice for her, to carve out you know, 10, 20 minutes, write those letters every day, prayerfully do it. Um, you know, I just want to know what kind of, what are, you, what are you guys doing? What do you guys think that you're going to do to help during the season? Well, so I've always tried to do um, Liturgy of the Hours on a regular basis. Sure. And I always fail. So for, for this Lent, I really, I want to be able to, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, it might not be all the times. It might just be night prayer or evening mm -hmm. prayer or morning prayer, but I at least want to do morning and night. That's kind of some my goal. Some formal prayer. Um, yeah, so that I, yeah, right. So it, it's something I can hopefully stick to afterwards. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and the other thing you can do easily with that, if anybody is out there interested in taking this on, is that if you are interested in taking on Liturgy of the Hours, number one, you can use your cell phone. There's some great apps out there. Um, you know, the Liturgy of the Hours app is an excellent way to start that prayer life in the Liturgy of the Hours. Can you explain real quick what the, so Absolutely. they don't know what Liturgy of the Hours is? And we're going to be bringing this up too as another episode here soon. But the Liturgy of the Hours is the prayer that I and other 
uh, ordained members of clergy are required to prayer and, uh, pray, excuse me, and the um, like religious sisters and nuns do this as well, and religious brothers. Uh, it is seven times throughout the day. Uh, we call them hours, but it's not doesn't take actually an hour. It takes probably 15 minutes if you're by yourself can take up to an hour. Sometimes, like if you're doing it within adoration, it can go longer. But the Liturgy of the Hours is praying through the Psalms, just like Jesus did, right? And so the Jewish people have a custom of praying the Psalms as their major form of prayer. And so we take that on. We take that on of praying the Scripture. We do use the Psalms, but we also incorporate things like the uh, Canticle of Zechariah, uh, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He's come to his people and set them free, right? And so it's what Zechariah proclaimed after his tongue was freed when he named his son John the Baptist. And then, we, of course, we have Mary's Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. The, uh, that is prayed every evening. And so it's praying through the scriptures at seven different times throughout the day. And so it's a wonderful way for us to begin. But I always recommend that if you're struggling or if you're trying to do the Liturgy of the Hours, it's just, it's becoming a drudgery, because um, it can for me, even as a priest. It's not always fun, and uh, it's not something that I always want to do. But um, if you're picking it up for the first time, do your best. You know, don't, don't beat yourself up. You don't have to know exactly how to do it or have it down perfectly. As long as you try and you go through it, that's that's key. So, Vince, what, can I ask, why, why do you find yourself maybe failing every time you try to pick this up? You think you're picking up too much? Or what, what, what is it? Just, uh, Usually time. Just time. Just time. Time management. I'm very bad at it. Uh, I get to a point where I wake up just in time to take a shower and get to work. Yeah. And then I have, you know, I, I get lazy in the evening um, where I put the kids to bed and now it's my time until bedtime. And so that's, yeah, that's probably why I've failed the most in the past. So maybe you could set a, like maybe an alarm. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, an alarm. It's a good point. Um, and then, you know, also even... You know, for afternoon prayer, um, just like right after lunch or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, make it make, it make it make a kind of tradition. I mean, yeah, that's a and so that's my thing. Right? I just have to go on a schedule, and yeah. that's kind of really my goal uh, for Lent. Yeah. How about you, Father? For me, you know, it, this is going to be a sacrifice because same thing. Like I like to spend my evening time if I don't have a meeting or something scheduled. I, I just like to spend it sometimes reading, sometimes watching TV, most of the time watching TV or scrolling through the internet. Well, number one. I'm going to do the old standby of this as well, of um, going to give up more of time on my cell phone, right? I spend more time on my cell phone than I need to be, um, and I'm going to replace it with spiritual reading. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a sacrifice because it's easy. You know, I can just pull out my cell phone, sit there and scroll for hours. Um, next thing you know, you've been on TikTok since 6 p.m., and now it's midnight or 1 o'clock. What a waste of time. You don't feel good afterwards either. To me, I always feel like, wow, that was... Time flew by, but that wasn't how I wanted to spend it. But there's a lot of spiritual reading that I want to pick up. There's a lot of uh, different things. In fact, Jesse, if you want to show our book off here, one of the books that I'm going to be reading through this Lent is, it's kind of hard to read, but it is The Catholic Gentleman. Okay, And this is a great book. Um, gives different opportunities for us to talk about our uh, fatherly role, our gentlemanly role in the Christian faith. And so um, that's... One of the books that I'll be picking up this Lent, in a few, in addition to a few others, and Jesse. Oh, I was, trying, not to, I was trying to get out. You're of not it. getting out of this. No, no, no. I don't want to be held accountable by the camera. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna check in. That's right. We, at the end that's here. right. We should. Yeah. Um, 
No, honestly, for me, um, I want to get back. I've been going back to the gym. I want to keep that going. I have to do that. I feel better when I go. Um, that's the only time I really watch TV. So kind of there's a little bit of reward. But I also pray my rosary during that time. Um, that's a great time. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I do the, the rope thing. And I say my rosary. <laughs> so like it's a, a very you know physical way of prayer. Um, and uh, that, that's, that's really good. But I do um, as, as well with you. Um, now, part of my job is social media and stuff like that, so I just can, like, quit social media. But I can quit, like, I can, what I've been doing is I'm going to just spend, okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes and do social media instead of, like, numbing myself yeah. and just being on there a half hour, 45 minutes. And then I want to take that time and I want to do more spiritual reading because I have, like, a million books on my bookshelf that I yeah. want to read that Me I too. haven't, and I keep buying more, and it's not good. Yeah. Uh, so the, I want to be more... Um, purposeful with my with my reading and stuff like that. So, so now you viewers and listeners, what are you going to do with this Lent? Have you already come up with a plan? It's Ash Wednesday. Still not too late. Still not too late to come up with something. So Jesse, you you gave us this list. I love this. This is great. What to give up for Lent? Twenty weird ideas. We're going to include this on the website as well. So, I, I the first one's not too bad, although it's. To me, it's kind of wasteful because... It is wasteful, but it also, you know, for me, for someone who loves to eat, I love food. Don't eat the last bite of your food. Yeah, don't eat the last bite but of your food. But you know what? I, I could sacrifice. You could also, you could take this and turn it into something more realistic, like yeah. uh, don't take seconds, you right. know what I mean? Or right. take a smaller portion. Or if you have leftover food, save it. You know, don't engorge yourself at one meal. Take it and you eat it for another meal. Right. Um, but my favorite, I, I don't think I could do this. Uh, even with my bad back. Sleeping on the floor. Sleep on the floor and give up your bed. <laughs> oh, be I, once in a while, we were talking about this the other day, you know, once in a while I can lay on the floor and it's good. It's good for my back because I, you know, messed up my back falling down a flight of stairs in high school, etc. But um, I don't think I could do it. I like my bed too much. I'm just too selfish that way. So maybe that's something I need to do. Wait, I like this next one. Mm -hmm. put, put a popcorn kernel in your shoe, yes. reminding you of prayer every time that's you nice. feel it. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, if we're supposed to wrap our entire day in prayer, every moment, because we're called to make every moment prayer. Why don't you put like a thumbtack in your shoe? Oh, blood. Yeah, let's bring out the blood. No, I, I'm good. We talked about this one already. Don't use apps on your phone. Okay, okay. giving up certain apps. Or if you, like, we both have to do social media for our job. That's part of our responsibility. So when you're doing it, be purposeful about it, scheduling it. You know, um, and being very conscious of what you're doing, make a conscious uh, uh, effort to pay attention to that. And I, th I, th I think honestly, what it comes down to is finding something um, that you're really—it's going to be a sacrifice for you. I mean, these are some cute things, and one of these might resonate with you. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're ideas. Um, I, you know, we got this um, from Life Teen, actually. Life Teen uh, published this many, many years ago. I'm so old, and um, <laughs> I just—you know—I've kind of. I, I've used it with our youth ministry for a while, but I think the, the key is, if, you know, there's, oh man, this would be tough for me. Um, maybe consider that. And maybe, like I said, adapt it. Maybe it's the seconds for you. Maybe it's, um, uh, you know, something that's more relatable, but yeah. be creative. Uh, you know, just don't do the same old, same old. Oh, I'm just going to do, get creative with it. That, that, there, there is a beauty. Our God, our God is a God who creates, and we need to follow in that suit yeah. as well. Absolutely. Hey, this next one, um, uh -oh. I, I get why it's weird on here because mm -hmm. people don't do it anymore, but just get to know your neighbors. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy how many people don't talk to their neighbors or never really ever introduce mm -hmm. themselves or 
Um, it's, it's just so bizarre in today's world. I noticed this when we bought our house. We we always ask, how are the neighbors? And no one knew. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, so when we liked a house, we always knocked on all the neighbors and it saved us. I remember we liked this one house and we knocked on this lady's door and she's like, no, at nighttime this place gets real sus. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you, I'm small children, <laughs> it's good. So get it, just getting to know your neighbors, spending time with them, like taking a few minutes and talking to them, I think it's very important. Yeah. We did that and we ended up bringing a, a family into the church last Wonderful. year. That's beautiful. So I mean, that's amazing. And you always, you help each other out in a pinch too. Like there's so many, so many good reasons to know your neighbors. And there's a lot of other options here on this list, but I just want to give this one that I already am doing, which is saving me. Uh, wear the same outfit for all 40 days of Lent. Come on. That's not fair. Oh, that's nice. cheating. <laughs> for those listening, it's because I get to wear the Roman collar, and that's basically my uniform. Wow, I have to wear it every day. Oh, such a drudgery, so difficult. It's actually kind of relieving, honestly, when yeah. you can just open up, all right, just, which is the clean shirt this day. Let's pull the clean one out. But So we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you, listeners of yours, and all of us who are journeying this Lent to come up with a plan. Uh, come up with a plan for the next 40 days and do your best to stick through it. Maybe your intention is to go to daily mass. Maybe your intention is to sp t spend more time in prayer. The only way, day, uh, excuse me, the only way we're going to be completely successful is, uh, with this is if number one, we ask Jesus what he wants us to do. And we ask God, what is it that you want me to do with this time? And the other thing is, is that we have to be very specific. Right? When we were talking in the dad's group, when we talk in any sort of uh, making decisions, we have to be very specific with that. And so that means setting a timer on your phone, putting out on the schedule saying, okay, I'm going to do this and I have to follow through because that's the only way that we're going to get through. Yeah. yeah. And so placing this time in prayer, I think is going to be key. And I think this is a wonderful, wonderful time to begin again, start fresh and to make this Lent one that is going to be beneficial for each and every one of us. Yeah, especially after the last two years. Amen. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, I don't know about you guys, but it's been nothing but depressing and just, you know, just out of this world for us. And, you know, we don't, we, I can't wait to get out of this. Amen. And I'm hoping this could be a good Lent. Um, and if you talk to God, if you don't talk to God on a regular basis, start doing that. You maybe have found this podcast because you're looking for something to do for Lent that you've never done before. And uh, I'm hoping that we can uh, be with you all of Lent. So um, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Um, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback, positive or negative. Um, and if there's anything that we can do for you, feel free to, to reach out on our website, EncounterMercy.com. Um, and until next time, everybody, God bless.